all of a sudden the letters would come up and they could see what the orders were. That's what the generals back there. That's what the sovereign God back there had preordained for us to do in manifestation here. The Holy Ghost is the only substance that raises the letters in the spirit of man to show the eternal mystery of God and it's only made known to the saints. You didn't get the Holy Ghost to make you talk in tongues. You did not receive the Holy Ghost to make you shout for joy. It will do that, but that's not what it's for. Because when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will teach, oh, teach you, not a few things, all things, and bring to your, whoa, 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 whoa. Whatever the preacher said, no, 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 no. Bring to your remembrance whatever I, who is he? He is the word incarnate. When did you speak it? Before I was born. When did you write it? Before I was in my mother's womb. But the Holy Ghost will raise the letters on something that you never even understood. And I will show these things to you. Yeah, teach you all things. Bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have commanded you and I will show you things to come. There is my future in the kingdom. What is the church for? The church was supposed to be the place where you learn to decipher the mystery and the unseen things. God gave you Helpers like apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, so that they would mature you and bring you into an understanding and a knowledge, not of themselves and of some doctrinal position, but rather of the grace of God and the purpose of God from the beginning. What if we were teaching people that why you are here and why I'm teaching you is so that you can open your spirit so that you can mature to the place that you can understand what the spirit, he that hath an ear, I'm here to help you ears grow. I'm here to help the apostle and prophet. I'm here to help your ears grow. I'm going to teach you how to hear a voice you can't hear, to see things you can't see. Eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard. It's never even entered the heart of man, the things that God pre, 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 prepared for them that love him. But you pour it on that part. It is revealed unto us by what? Because the spirit, the logos, is the overarching hierarchy. It's not the church. The church is subject to the word. The word is above the name. Everything at the, yeah, at the name of Jesus. That did, did that make any sense to you? Did you? And until I understand that the church is not my ceasing point and my resting place and my stopping place. It's not my rest area. It's not my campground. It is only here that I refuel. It is only here that I get my tires changed. This is only the place where I make sure that my radiator's got plenty of fluid. It's only here that I get my oil changed. 
Is that important? Oh, yeah. Because the third part of the Apostle, Prophet, Advanced Pastor, Teacher is number one, you mature the same. Number two, you identify them, tell them who they are. Who am I? I'm the church. What does that mean? You're the first fruits. You're the called according to his purpose. He preordained and chose you first. Well, four, so that you could be a light to the nations, so that you would be able to be a part of the voice that brings in the great harvest. When you think the church is the harvest, you've already lost it all. <coughs> Let me say that again. When you think that the church is the harvest, you've already lost it all. The church is only the first fruits of the harvest. And if you concentrate on church and not on maturing this, you okay? Did I say something bad? If I, and if suddenly I understand that the church is so vital because if it doesn't mature me and if it doesn't tell me who I am, then and if it doesn't edify and strengthen me and change my tires and, and my oil and everything so I can go and do it, then the ministry that we call the almighty fivefold has lost its purpose. When we turn the preachers into soul savers instead of saint builders, we have already lost it. When I fall in love with preaching to the church and what that mostly is is telling them what they already know. God saved you by his grace, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is mighty. Yee! All you do is run your finger along the pipes again. We still ain't got no water. So you hate the church? No, I don't hate the church. I love the church more than you do because I know what it is. It's the first fruit, it's the first chosen of God, it's God's first choice so that he can reach his whole world. And without it, the harvest is lost. But if you try to contain the purpose of God, the initial kind intention of God from the beginning, in that which is a substructure to the total, you will always be reading one paragraph and forget what the book is about. It may be ever so cool the way it's written ever so keen the way that sounds. Your doctrine, you say, well, you need to get baptized. Well, certainly, certainly. That's, but that's not the overarching hierarchy. These are just, say, you just bury Adam, just tell him, just bury Adam and come up with new DNA. You rise in a new life. What is that? Now I'm a Jesus guy. We take these doctrines and we judge each other by whether or not we keep them. And then we add to the man's rules and regulations. Instead of the Holy Ghost saying, that's really not something, that outfit probably is not something you should go parading around in. Who should tell you that? The preacher? Is he going to measure? I've been in churches where I went to preach where there's a man standing aside with a yardstick. He's your uncle. And when the ladies came in, he would put it down beside the skirt. If it was too short, he'd say, go home and change your clothes. Skirt wasn't long enough. You say, oh, really? No, no, no. Is that true? The sad thing is the man's still alive. <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? I apologize, Lord, I apologize. <laughs> so we added all these other things. So the, see, you have to. Because if church is just that wonderful place where you learn what he is and who he is and who you are, it doesn't have enough stuff. So we need to get a platform ministry that can entertain you. And let's have great music. Well, I'm all for great music and singing. I love it. Let's just and make sure we open every service with a bang. And let's make everybody feel good when they go home so they can last till next Wednesday. They ain't going to be there Wednesday. They're watching the Braves play baseball. You got 500 on Sunday morning and 50 on Wednesday night. How come? Because they know it's a joke. Because they can stay saved without listening to you three times a week. And if you're not giving them something that attracts them to their ultimate purpose. See, that's what, you want to keep them coming back? You want to keep them being there? Talk to them about who they are and why God chose them. Talk to them about how can we better let the Holy Ghost flow. How can the Holy Ghost talk to your heart? What happens when you hear the voice of God? How do you separate the voice of man from the voice of God? How do you separate soul and spirit? How do you divide that? You can't enter into a rest or into a place where of completeness until you can learn to separate soul from spirit because your soul will always battle your spirit. I don't care how much you talk in tongues, how many prophecies you got. If you don't let the Holy Ghost divide your soul and spirit, you will always be confused because you'll think God talked to you and you'll be a mess. You'll think that it's God and it's not. You'll think it's you and it might be God. And we live in constant consternation, people trying to figure out what to do. And when they try to figure out what to do, it's usually about how should I live and what should I do, what should I not do. It's all about their self-encompassing thing built in a self-consciousness. That's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil did. It made them self-conscious because the first thing when God said, Adam, where are you? What did he say? I am naked. Let me do that again. What's the first thing Adam answered when God said, he didn't say, what are you? He said, where are you? And he did not answer where he was. He answered what he was. It's always the answer of the knowledge of good and of evil. I am naked. And the next thing, I was afraid. Self-conscious and ruled by fear. Want to talk about the church a little bit, the organized church? Self-conscious and ruled by fear. That's why the preacher has to rule by control because people live by fear. If you win them by fear, you're going to be lost. You better get right. You've got to keep them by fear because they're going to be kept by the spirit that won them. You win them by love. factor. Are you all following me? If it has to be the Holy Ghost, 
See, I need to be teaching the people how to hear the Holy Ghost. I need to be teaching them what happens to them when they get the Holy Ghost. You didn't just get that so you can go to church and stick the plug in and see if you still got a little light. Because that's what people go to. That, usually they're just testing their insecurity. Ooh! Did you hear that? Oh, I, I still got it. Praise God. I can make it one more week. Praise God. I'm going to survive. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Yeah. Whew. Boy, did you, was that a service tonight or what? Did you feel the power in there? My God, what that amazing. <laughs> Woo you need to come to our church. Have you heard our choir sing? Oh my God, they'll lift you up into the heaven. That's all wonderful stuff. I'm all for that. But that's not what it was for. That's a byproduct that you get just for having this treasure in an earthen vessel. It's so that the excellency of the glory might be of God and not of you. Don't glorify the platform. Don't even glorify the preacher. Don't glorify the pews or the building. He is to get glory. These are only just small coverings and things we use to make sure that he can get all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit is the overarching kind intention, use that if you don't understand the word hierarchy the over rule sovereign say sovereign rule sovereign. say sovereign will sovereign. the sovereign will of God if I deny the Holy Ghost I'm not going to tell you how you might deny you say well, I don't believe in God I don't believe in Jesus I don't believe in first of all I don't think the sinners in the world can deny something they've never tasted of that is a, that's a scripture for people who have tasted the good word of God in the world to come. So if you've done that and you've fallen away, there's no hope. What, no hope of what? For you to find repentance in this age or in the age to come. Not in law nor in grace. Didn't say never, ever. See, because our fear tactic that we use to control people in churches, you better be careful. You walk away from God. You sin against the Holy Ghost. You can never be forgiven in this world or in the world to come. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a minute. The sin against the Holy Ghost is when I deny the only thing that can bring to pass in my world that for which I was called. If the Holy Spirit, the Logos, the Word, the original intention, if I deny it and I don't allow it to operate, what, what, what if it's unbelief? What You say, well, people sinned against the Holy Ghost. They said they don't believe in Jesus anymore. Believe in what? I don't want to hurt your feelings, but let's be careful here. What if it's a good part of the Christian community? who deny the opportunity of God's sovereign intention to bring to pass through the Holy Ghost in their lives a description and annunciation and covenant of who they are and their position in the kingdom. How can you repent from something that only the Holy Spirit can give you power to do? So what you've done is you've denied the only thing that can solidify your purpose in the earth. Yeah. 
It is the overarching. I can get mad at the preacher. I can cuss the church. I can do all kinds of things. But if I ever get to the point where I cannot let the Holy Spirit of God direct my thinking, direct my moving, direct my going, is it possible that I have lost my life in this age? There's nothing else higher than that to turn me around. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing higher in my life to turn me around. There's nothing above it. It is the overarching hierarchy, sovereign thing of God to me. And if I deny that, there's nothing above that that can call me to repentance. It's the only thing that can make me turn around. That's all I'm going to say about that. I love you all, you're precious. Talk to me, Pastor. Oh, there, there are some other ministries in the world today talking about what, what is normally called ultimate reconciliation. This, is, this has been a theme, you know, through the ages. This is not new. This is not a new idea. And I'm not talking to you because I read some book somewhere. I'm not talking to you about this because somebody got my ear and convinced me of something. This is something that the, I told you years ago. Uh, you know, I, I started saying, that they said, oh, you sound just like Bill Britton. Well, my daddy knew him, but I never knew him. Did you read his stuff? No, I didn't read his stuff. Well, you sound just like him. You told me that. You traveled with him. I didn't know him. I never heard him. I don't know what he said. And just because I'm saying something he said, maybe that confirms something. But I didn't get it from somewhere. I promise you what I'm saying to you today, I did not get from man. Do you understand that? So if it is something that somebody else has said in the ages, and they have by the thousands, I'm learning now. And if I am called a heretic because they were called heretics because they believe this, then here I am. I will not apologize because I think I heard what I'm saying to you by the Holy Ghost. But on the other hand, there are other people who have listened to other men and read other books and they come up with things like this. Everybody's saved, they just don't know it. Well, no, hold, hold on. Okay. Now, in a sense, every, he paid the price for everyone. Jesus died for the sin of the whole world, Right? But the scripture says, to as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become, come to be, to come to be sons of God. And we know that the whole creation is groaning and travailing. Yeah, along with us. What are we waiting for? The manifestation of the sons of God. Okay, the problem is that because he has paid the price for eternal salvation for the whole world. They want to jump over into a far age somewhere and then come back and say, well, the Muslims say, the Buddhists say, everybody say. In the sense of the term salvation as we know it, that is not correct. 
because we have used the term salvation as the final end of your faith. The salvation that is the final end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Your spirit has been, the price has been paid for redemption. Somewhere in the ages to come, if their knee bows and their tongue confesses that he's Lord, then he has the power in that age at that time to redeem who he will. Amen. That's right. And I don't have the authority to tell him not to. Did you hear what I just said? I don't have the authority to tell him not to. I really have a problem when I listen to the conversation of a lot of Christians, quote unquote, who really want a lot of people to go to hell. No, it's the truth. But I cannot swing back over here and say, well, everybody's saved. They just don't know, but they're saved anyway. No, no, no. You say, then why should I go out and reach the lost? What you're doing is you're bringing in the harvest. Are they lost? Yeah, just like you were. But you become a first fruit. God calls you, and you have the opportunity to go and tell them what he's done. See, the word reconciliation is not a word of fear. It's a word of good, I'm sorry, good news, which I think was supposed to be what the word gospel means. It's not bad news. You get saved, you're going to be lost. No, the good news is he paid the price for everybody. You don't have to pay for your sin. You don't have to pay for it. He paid it. Jesus paid it all. So the whole idea of just wallowing around in some religion, that becomes another religious doctrine. Everybody's saved. Everybody's, no. Your purpose is lost to the kingdom. Your reason for being called is lost. You cannot do anything in this age to redeem that because you have not accepted the only door, the only way, the only truth, the only life, which is Jesus. Amen. And in this age, there is no other way. If anybody tries to get up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Is that clear enough? Is that clean enough? Do you understand what I'm saying? So who do we preach? Jesus. Who do we tell the world? Jesus. Hallelujah. What is my message? Jesus. What is my joy? Jesus. <laughs> As I am in this world, so shall ye be. Jesus. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and breathe his name. I want to thank you, Jesus. Oh, I don't want to just love you as an image in my mind. I want to become you. <laughs> Put your spirit, your Holy Ghost afresh in all of us so that we do not just see your spirit as an experience, but that we understand it as a total lifestyle. Amen. We supposed to take up an offering. We supposed to take up an offering. We've been taking up a lot of offerings. How about if we take up a good one tonight, huh? That'd be okay. I don't feel like taking up no offering. Ralph's not here. He always chases me off and he collects money from people I thought were broke. I've never seen nothing like it. In my, I've never seen nothing like it in my life. 
I would not even try to get in his world. <laughs> I love you all. Now, it's not that late. It's 12 o'clock, but we usually don't get down to what, 12, 31 o'clock? Now, why don't you all go out and discuss and cuss? I mean, discuss what I've said today. Now, don't corner me back and ask me a bunch of questions I can't answer because I didn't tell you everything God knows. I just told you what little bit I know, and there's a whole bunch I don't know. You understand that? But this will give you something for your spirit to reach out to. If you are mature leadership, then you will reach out. You start looking at scriptures differently. You'll find out he's the savior of all men. You'll find out especially those who believe. Why especially? Because they're the first fruits and everything else that believes has to depend on them. And you figure out a whole bunch of things that we never did understand will start coming into your spirit. And then the Holy Ghost will tell you what you're supposed to know. Keep your mouth shut about what you don't. And that's my problem. I can't keep my mouth shut about stuff I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to doing the best I can. I love you. What time tonight? Seven o'clock? Which probably means 7.30, but we'll just call it seven anyhow, okay? I love you. I'll see you later. Bye.